to another episode of the Movie Machine Podcast, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today, and my name is Jacob Gulliver. As always, we are joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Eric Thompson, who was Chris Tucker's vocal coach on Rush Hour. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who was Wilford Brimley's stunt double on Hard Target. And we have our producer, Ben Lifson, who was the silly string technician on The Happy Time Murders. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. So, without further ado, your prompt for today. The theme of this story is romantic conflict. The main characters are a boastful hunter and a doomed singer. The major event of the story is guilt. All right, so what we're going to do for this story is we're going to take some classic fairy tales and just mash them together. Everyone loves fairy tale mashups. They're really big. Disney has made so much money off of them. Oh, sorry, I mean that, uh, that company with the mouse that will not sue me has made so much money off of taking fairy tales and turning them into more modern things. So... Clearly, we've got our hunter, who is going to be one of our main characters. We're going to probably play off of maybe some of the Beauty and the Beast type tropes, get a small village girl who is uh, maybe a family member's in some peril, get some of that stuff in there. So we're going to start out in the village, so it's not too close to Beauty and the Beast. She's totally going to fit in. Really popular. Everyone likes her. Big tragedy comes in. Some kind of creature attacks the village. They bring in the hunter to try to make things uh, safer. The two are going to fall madly in love, but she's not going to want to give up her quaint small town life because of something that's happening with her family. We're going to have her mom being somewhere lost in the woods. We'll see glimpses of it every once in a while. It'll be very slight little, uh, little amounts of horror so that not to scare off the kids too much. It's going to be this big, uh, adventurous love story that's going to culminate in the hunter saving the family, bringing them all together. And we're going to call it Once Upon a Forest. The creature, we, I, I don't want it to talk. It's just going to its gonna be vaguely in the distance for most of the scenes. I want it to appear in the background for a lot of the more peaceful things just kind of looming. We're going to have some little elements of grim fairy tales. Just throw some of the little Easter eggs in there so that maybe you see a uh, dusty spinning wheel somewhere or uh, apple under glass or something that's like in a in a storage in 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 a shed somewhere just some these little bits and pieces that are going to be uh noticeable and maybe drop hints for what we might do next all right so kyle you've got a draft for once upon a forest which is a uh, light horror fantasy fairy tale type 
piece yeah uh, with a, a monster and everything what do you think is this something that you have some ideas for uh fantasy sells man i'm i'm liking the family dynamic i'm loving the love story like there's a lot of a lot of love here i want this to be live action i know some of this like screams animated but i, I want to go i want to make like the next big like this could be a franchise mm. like the first one could be once upon a forest the next one could be once upon a castle this is the once upon franchise right this is the next big thing so we're gonna go big on this so we want our hunter to be big and imposing and everything and and we're gonna sell this as a franchise so who's big imposing hunter chris hemsworth so he's gonna play your hunter we need love interest so we're gonna tap into that uh mcu popularity and his love interest is gonna be tessa thompson She's going to be a bit of a hunter, too. Like, instead of being, like, needing saving, like, she's perfectly capable and maybe uh, teach him some things. Maybe she can, maybe, you know, he knows how to use an axe or something. Or, like, she can teach him how to do a cool fighting thing and he can teach her how to use a bow. We have this nice romantic moment where they're teaching each other warrior moments. Then the dad, though, we need, like, an old actor that has experience doing, older actor experience doing fantasy and all, who really knows it, who we can can also get for cheap because we're gonna spend a lot on tessa and things so we're gonna get val kilmer i don't really think he's doing much to play the dad so we'll do that the big thing is we need a monster so our monster is going to be half mocap half full practical rubber so i have one actor on set in the full like because i wanted to be a multi-armed creature would be really terrifying but so we're gonna have doug jones do a full practical rubber suit you know shape of water thing but then we're going to overlay composite andy circus doing the mocap together um so we really have a truly terrifying like monster with the two basically best actors in their respective fields combining to be unstoppable i don't want to feel this i want to have like kind of a glossy filter over this whole thing so Piers magical oh yeah and the mother's played by angela bassett angela bassett valkyrie are like show vestiges of being badasses they have a few moments where they like find their old ancient weapons to fight off at the end and they say peaceful but when it comes to it it'll be awesome the third act will just be a huge like fight scene with like mythical creatures and battle axes it'll be awesome all right so ben you've got some interesting ideas from your mm-hmm. writer and director for once upon a forest yeah you got some big names that uh, are, are being looked at what do you think is well this yeah something you can do to make well money? i'm glad you brought up that it is a franchise because i could only sell this as a franchise so this has to be a trilogy that's how i'm getting the, your funding for it however just the way things are working you know everyone's schedule we're gonna have to shoot the entire trilogy all at once so you have a really good pitch for a movie here so you, you either need to expand that into three or you can just split it up you know and just add add in some filler there i think i have some a couple notes though um first off you know the stakes just need to be higher you know like fancy action you know it's like love okay you know whatever you know like where is the evil king or like the army you know we have to have 10 million armies going against each other so you're gonna need to work in some armies more than five for sure though right no Okay. Just two. You know, they can all look the same. It's fine. Okay. Um, so th- those are kind of my notes there is, yeah, <laughs> just sort of expand it there. Again, um, sort of an overarching, you know, f- you know, like their love story. Okay, that's great. You know, f- f- first film, you know, just maybe you can throw in some hints of a larger threat 
whatever. Yeah, this is going to be the Once Upon trilogy. So yeah, Once Upon a Forest, Once Upon a Castle, and then, you know, we'll market, we'll have a little bit of time to market field test the third name, you know, like Once Upon a Destiny or something, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do. Really more of my notes is just, you got to get more of it, you know, but if you can pull this off, so your budget, this is going to be the budget for all three movies. So if you want, you know, you can be smart about it, maybe put more into one or the other. So you're going to have 300 million for all three movies. So that's up to you to figure out what you're going to do with that. But uh, yeah, make this a trilogy because, <laughs> you know, if you don't, uh, the studio is going to go bankrupt and they're putting all their chips on you right now. So uh, <laughs> uh, good luck with that. And I will give you more notes once you tell me what else you got. All right. So back to our writer, Eric. Uh, you've got some notes back from the studio. They want to mm-hmm. expand this into a trilogy already. Uh, what do you think? Is this something you can do? And what are your plans? Oh, Totally. We've, we've, we've completely got this. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with Once Upon a Forest. To bring in some of the director notes, uh, she is going to be really good at the knowing the area. She's going to be very, like, uh, explores the woods, uh, knows how to track and things like that. So when he comes in trying to hunt the creature, she's going to be able to support him by teaching him some of the tracking techniques for the area. That'll let them go up together. She doesn't need to be saved love it we're going to keep with that so the first movie for once upon a forest we're going to stick with what we were talking about and at the end there's going to be the battle with the creature that's where we drop some of the hints towards the bigger bad when we get to the end we'll have the reveal of the creature talking delivering a kind of a message kind of an omen about the army that's on its way move on to the second movie uh rather than once upon a castle we're going to go with once upon a tower And we're going to bring that into them bringing their team together. We're going to get some of the other fairy tale kind of characters in there, namely Rapunzel. They're going to get to this tower throughout this journey. That's going to be their goal because they're going to find something that tells them that's the key to defeating this evil. So they're going to head that way, go through some trials along the way, come together as a group, maybe pick up a few other characters along the way. Maybe we get a little Red Riding Hood that they rescue along the way who helps them, uh, or we run into some other smaller fairy tale characters that may not join the team. But ultimately, at the end of that movie, they're going to get Rapunzel, fight off another group that they find in that locale. That'll wrap up the second. Then we'll probably be working towards the third as Once Upon a Dungeon, moving that to actually bringing this group to confront this greater evil. We're going to have a journey in it. They love journeys. So we're going to make sure that we've plenty of time to have that third act come to a nice a nice head as there's this huge battle and they take down this big bad evil. All right. So just to make sure, the first one is Once Upon a Forest. Yep. Then Once Upon a Tower. Yep. And then Once Upon a Dungeon. Yes. Right? Okay. So we'll move over to our director, Kyle. Kyle, you've got some detailed notes. you got a boatload of money. What are your plans from here on out? How are you going to make this thing unique? I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving the script. Uh, I'm loving the new ideas. I'm loving the expansion. $100 million is perfect. Uh, what we're going to do the first movie, because it's small scale, it's just hunting the monster, takes place in the woods, it's just the hut and everything. We're going to play this basically like a straight kind of like creature feature horror movie. You know, like, but a little more fantastic. But we will play up a little bit of the terror, but we're also going to develop the relationship between the hunter and Tessa Thompson's uh, tracker, like, character. Uh, you know, they realize they'll be very, we can do that for 30 million. Like, we can keep that very modest because it's, you know, 
all the special effects are just in the creature. The rest will just shoot on location in Eastern Europe. So we'll have castles and everything there. We just film. Maybe do a little digital matte painting to add some fantastical elements. Maybe like a dragon flying in the background or something. But very modest there. Most of it, most of the time, is just two to three actors on screen. There's no big, we don't need extras. Super modest budget. Then we're going to creep it up the second movie we're going to show the the evil overlord played by bill skarsgård who i mean he's hot off it he's recognized as a villain and we'll get that crossover between fantasy and horror fans because the first one's play like a horror we announced bill skarsgård in movie two we make him really evil put him in some makeup and stuff like an it he knows how to work in it just make him and he's putting together this evil army of like like children's nightmares like made real so he's captured kids from all over the world and like he's like he's taking care of for them but at night he harvests their nightmares and turns them into real things for his, so his army is all these strange creatures straight from the nightmares of child's children so it's you know very weird fantastical i'm gonna hire some of the best concept artists like H.R. Geiger style, just tell them draw the weirdest, crazy stuff. And we're even get some like kids savant artists and pay them. We'll do that. And then, so our heroes then have to build a team to fight this evil. And I love the idea, Rapunzel, but we got to appeal to a more international market. We're going to go, Michelle Yeoh is going to play Rapunzel. And she's cut off her hair because she's now, she's a hunter because her husband, the prince, was killed by, you know, Skarsgård's army and these monsters. And she's out for revenge and she's this badass warrior. And Red Riding Hood's another because her grandmother was killed by the big bad wolf who was a you know a wolf from someone's thing and that's going to be played by Isla Fisher and everything and then we'll have Val Kilmer and Angela Bassett come with but they're going to get killed in this movie that's where we're going to have kind of a Empire Strikes Back dark moment where they and they do it and then they have to enlist the help of like the fairies and the elves and all to fight their own army and then we're going to go the last movie will be about there'll be a big battle to get them in the dungeon and be a classic kind of dungeon crawl with our core heroes going in with a final confrontation with Bill Skarsgård in his final evil form, which will be awesome. I'm super excited for this. All right. So taking it over to our producer, Ben, you've got a lot of details. You've got a couple more big names. Mm -hmm. Is this working out the way you intended? So what what changes before it goes out the door? Well, first off, um, I didn't bring up this as a problem the first time that I noticed it, but it turns out I bet wrong. Someone other than me remembered the 1993 animated movie Once Upon a Forest actually exists. That was made by 20th Century Fox, now owned by Disney. And so we're back now with the Disney problem. So yeah, we, uh, that name is going to have to go. So what we're going to do is we're going to put colons there. Once upon colon a forest. Why do you pronounce the word like that? I'm just, is that, where does that inflection come from? It, it, it's, a, it's a Cali thing, you okay. know, when, colon. You work, when you work in the yeah industry. So first, so yeah, that's going to be a Sean change. Penn say it that way once and now oh. it's, just, it's just stuck. Right. Gotcha. No, I'm really liking the direction. Yeah, this trilogy. I think let's release the first one as it is. I think it's really good going forward. And, you know, if the audience doesn't respond well to the first one, then I'll come back with many, many notes. But since uh, I think let's just release this one. And, you know, I mean, everything's filmed. We're in post-production. Yeah. Like all photography is done. It's just all there's. Because there's very little CG and all, we can release the first one right away, and the next year we'll release the next one because more, and the third one has, we went buck nutty with the CGI. It's going to take a while. Right. So, you know what? I just want to see what's going to happen. Use your 
fancy computer magic there and let's yeah, see yeah we spent 100 million on the second one and 170 on the third one right I so mean, you know yeah any change that happens i'd get blamed for anyway and you know pretty much anyone who screws up a 300 million dollar trilogy gets legally beheaded so uh you know what let's that's get, like only like 1.25 justice yeah. leaks. you're okay yeah let's just let's just release it see what happens okay and just to confirm you're changing it to once upon colon a forest once upon colon and you know what when we say it we'll say it the full thing and you know snarky internet people will add the colon like they did fan four stick and everything but you know we'll, we know what it's really called alright so I'm going to put everything into the movie machine and pull the lever which sounds like an axe chopping through some wood so the, the results come back uh, it's kind of a mixed bag you, you do reasonably well you make a little more than you, you put in it's not like crazy profit or anything but it comes out okay it does alright in the states it does pretty well overseas a little better than average overseas for most American movies a lot of people like the, the actors in the movies and they like cool action and American movies tend to sell pretty well The and we didn't put ghosts in it so we could show it in China right There's the fan base is very divided about this film you have like multiple factions that are all really excited about specific parts of it there's like marvel folks who are really excited about the marvel people that are in this you have people who think that this is like a studio attempt to you know do a big budget reboot of the once upon a time tv show Ah. chris hemsworth accidentally reveals in an interview that he thought this was another snow white and the huntsman movie (laughs) that was he was making until like halfway through the second one so he's kind of confused and people are just like wait a minute Hey, yeah, he was in that movie, wasn't he? He was in two of those movies, and the second one was just The Huntsman. Wait a minute. So, I mean, you, you do okay, but you have this kind of, like, really weird, divided cultural response with a bunch of people who are all kind of asking for different things from the movie. Um, and it doesn't really last forever and ever as a, a popular thing, but you do okay. So, with that said, you do have some time travel magic, since this is a prediction by our glorious movie machine. So, we're going to get back to our writer, Mm -hmm. and we're going to give you a couple more minutes if there's any changes you would like to make, or if you want to call it art and eat that delicious poison apple. Oh, this is tough, because, I mean, we got a mixed bag of response. Things I change aren't going to make, really, anyone happier. I'm probably gonna go clean up a little bit of the little bit of the script around uh, the Huntsman at the beginning and make it more clear that it's not the Huntsman. Maybe refer to him as uh, a ranger or a monster hunter or uh, something along those lines. So we're probably gonna go with a mercenary. So just a hunter for hire. Lean a little more into some of those terms that might be a little more buzzwordy for some Marvel peeps, and try to get that that going a little better, so we can avoid some of those press snafus. And then I think since it's not really going to be able to please everyone else, I think I'm just going to revel in the fact that we have a lot of really strong, diverse female characters in this, and then just add in a couple more badass scenes for them. Just let them really shine, and then at that point. I'm just going to call it art and then let what happens happens. All right. So, Kyle, based on the feedback, is there anything you would like to change? So, yeah, I'm going to lean into the writer changing it to the... I'm actually going to not even make him a hunter at all. He's just going to be a warrior 
mercenary. We'll actually have Tessa Thompson be the hunter that fits with her tracking and everything. So he'll have armor, armor and like a sword and a shield and like does straight up fighting. And she's the archery and all. And like I said, they can train each other and help each other out or, or their fighting sales compliment. You know, she's fluid and dexterous and accurate and precise. And he's brutish and powerful and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was why they're a good team. Another thing I forgot to mention, I'm having the whole trilogy scored by Lisa Gerard. She did Gladiator and uh, Man of Steel and I Frankenstein. She's been Oscar nominated. She's worked with Hans Zimmer before, but so she knows how to do big, bombastic. Her score will be iconic. This will be one of those scores where, when people talk, what's your favorite score that's come out? You know, they're like, oh man, the score for the Once Upon trilogy. I, and I'm okay with that. Like with us, we're taking these classic classic you know fairy tale characters and we're making this big epic with it i'm okay people say it's all like this whatever they can be confused it's still people are going to remember this trilogy and fun it's going to have its fans it's going to have tons of cosplay with these diverse different female characters especially there's tons of the thing is this this shows this this trilogy is going to have legs the number of women and, and like but chris hemsworth you know is a positive role model and then we have all the dwarves in the third movie that people will be cosplaying for all the bearded nerds who are a little stocky like there's plenty of awesome cosplay that's going to come that's going to give it legs in every convention and then eventually there'll be conventions i'm sure that pop up just for this trilogy because people are gonna be way into it you know and it's like this is gonna be a cultural it may not have the biggest impact right away but i think with the attention the the love the script has and the the focus on the production quality i i think we've built something to last and other than these little tweaks and refining the art that's all the changes i'm gonna make all right so ben You've got some uh, strong defense yeah, of uh, this film uh-huh. from your other folks. Yeah, what do you think? So, well, okay. So the studio, they're chickening out a little bit here. So they were thinking, you know, there's some parts in the later movies that people like, some parts in the earlier movies. So they're thinking, you know what? Why don't we, you know, some people like this movie, some people don't. So let's just make something for everybody. So they're also not sure about a trilogy. That's hard. Uh, They were thinking, let's just combine these three Mm. movies into one. And, you know, you have lots of great footage. But it's $300. You get more by splitting it up. It's more box office. It's three years of box office. So, well, then you you can grab parts from those later. The continuity doesn't work. We changed their costumes for each movie, so it's recognizable in the marketing. I cannot go back and make Crins. I can't digitize his haircut from movie to movie. Well, you you remember what the mustache in in Justice League? We can't have a mustache. This is different. It's hair. It's not a mustache. Don't worry about it. It, It's fine. So you know, let's 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 just try. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why. How I convinced them to make a trilogy. This is so, this is so much pressure. This is so much pressure. I can't do it. Okay. I mean, because trilogies make more money. That's how you convince them. Yeah. Okay. They made like six Transformers movies. This is fine. Just um, calm down, Pin. It's it's okay. So tell them it's three Transformers movies. They won't know better. Okay. I, I don't know. Just think of something. Lie. Okay. Just lie. I, I'll lie. Okay. Uh-huh. Anything else you want to change? So is it going to be three movies or one? I'm still... Just sneak out the three movies. I'm sure they won't notice. Okay. okay. And also, apparently, colons aren't legally distinctive enough. <laughs> so it's going to be once upon the forest. A the is way stronger than a colon, apparently. Okay. Movie. <laughs> a bunch of rodents and... 
And they had to make a little contraption. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was so magical. One, once upon the forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once upon the tower and once upon the dungeon. Those yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Those are all yep. good I'm titles. Good They're strong. All right. So I'm going to put everything back into the movie machine and see what it says. Yeah, this movie comes comes back pretty well. You've made a, a good amount of improvements. The public definitely finds out about the studio's meddling and trying to change it to to one film. And basically, everybody is expecting it to be really bad because of how much they they was public about the studio's meddling in that. But um, so they set it, their expectations oh, wait. pretty low. Oh shoot! I shouldn't have live tweeted my entire breakdown right, yeah <laughs> so yeah they, they, they how presidential of the you? expectations fairly low which actually works out for you guys because if they're expecting something bad and it's okay to good then they're they're feeling pretty good about it so you do get some recognition you you do end up with a, a reasonably lasting movie uh you're about as as long lasting as popular as uh, i'll say stargate sg1 so pretty decent fan base for you know many years beyond not the most famous thing ever but it's it's got some recognition so you you hang in there and as always we will end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint jaden smith that moment when you're wearing a dress with no pants and you swerve way too hard (laughs) good night everyone colon the end I was dying every time you said <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> 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 so fucking dumb.